What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher, and today I'm going to be talking about how to create a schedule that you fucking love, something that really gets you going, you know, something that reflects your values, uh, maintains your energy levels, all that good stuff. But before we get into that, I do have a quotable I want to share. This is truly one of my favorite quotes. It's from Annie Dillard um, from the book, The Writing Life. And the quote is, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. What we do with this hour and that one is what we are doing. Um, I have repurposed this quote a little bit for myself because I probably remind myself of this weekly. And I like to basically ask myself or tell myself how you spend your days is how you spend your life. Like just that one liner can really pull me out of whatever weird shit I might be doing that does not have to be done. And before we get into it, if you are a licensed mental health professional and you are growing your private practice or you are completely booked with your private practice and you're really wanting to expand beyond that, maybe with uh, digital products or course uh, speaking, starting a podcast, you know, anything like that. I would love to have you over at my other podcast, The Minimalist Business Podcast, which is completely free, even though it is a private show. And you can access it at delaneyfisher.com. That's D-E-L-A-N-I-E-F-I-S-C-H-E-R. And what we do over there is we help you grow your business in a way that uh, you are able to prioritize your own self-care and your own mental health. And building a schedule you love is just a sliver of what we talk about over there as well. And I tell my clients all the time that it takes just as much energy to build a schedule that you hate than it does to build one that you love. And I think it's so easy when you've been in a traditional setting, whether you have, you know, you're coming from working from an agency or some kind of corporate corporation, um, you know, full-time job or even school, it's so easy to forget that once you start running your own business, that you are in charge of your schedule. Um, and you can really create something that is unconventional. So, um, all entrepreneurs and business owners are welcome over there. We talk about scaling a business with simplicity and, and using minimalism to prioritize and increase not only revenue, but profitability. So anyway, I love it. Um, it's seriously such a passion of mine to, um, help people in this space and anybody who's growing a business this way, uh, is welcome over there. 
and you can find it at DelaneyFisher.com. Again, you will notice that it is not available on any public platform. It is a private podcast, but it is completely free. There is no fee or membership or anything like that. All righty, let's get into it. So I'm just going to be sharing some tips for creating and maintaining your ideal schedule. One that really protects your energy as much as possible and leverages the time of day that you feel the most alert and gives you the spaciousness that you need for your self-care. And I just want to first say that I'm going to be sharing about what my own, you know, current schedule looks like, but please know that this took many, many years to build successfully. This did not happen overnight. Um, and it's ever evolving and it's not perfect, but I did build my schedule with intention and implemented steps that, you know, brought this ideal day to day to fruition. So although I'm going to be sharing about creating a schedule from the perspective of a business owner or entrepreneur, um, I'll also be sharing examples of how I could have applied these tips when I did have a, you know, a corporate day job, eight to five job, um, or when I did, you know, have gig work type of jobs and, and stuff like that, because those, these same strategies can be applied to a lot of different situations. And I'm going to be answering some frequently asked questions that I get about crafting a schedule um, that you really enjoy. And I'm taking these questions from FAQs from clients and colleagues. And I also am taking questions from when I signed into the self-helpless Instagram and you submitted questions that way, um, as well as some questions from, from our lovely producer of self-helpless Humaira. So, all right, let's get right into it. Shall we? Let's do it. All right. So what scheduling tools do you use? Um, so I currently use a physical planner, a pencil for that physical planner, and then a Google calendar. And I have the physical planner and Google calendar in place. So not only I can like cross reference both of those calendars, because sometimes I'll write something down in my planner. And if I'm not by my planner, I'll, I'll write the thing down or plug it into my schedule on my phone. Um, but I always look at both things um, at the end of every day or at the beginning of every day, just to make sure I'm not missing anything. I don't miss, you know, I don't accidentally not show up to an appointment. But having the Google Calendar allows my team to be able to see what I'm doing as well. So, you know, they schedule a lot of things on my behalf. So they, you know, they can plug things in accordingly, accordingly. And then um, for many years, I always use a I used a pen on my on my planner, which was just I mean, absolute lunacy. Like what the fuck was I thinking? Um, but if you use a pen, obviously if something changes uh, in your planner or your calendar, you can't erase it. And then you just get a bunch of, you know, just get a hot mess um, of pen markings everywhere. And if you're like me, that can really stress me the fuck out when something isn't like visually nice to look at or it's visually chaotic. It really adds to my stress. So years ago, and I tried to find the person that gave us this tip, but years ago I was talking about, um, how I used a pen, I think with my planner on self-helpless and somebody wrote in saying, Hey, you should just get a pencil <laughs> and do that instead. And holy shit was that life-changing advice. And I literally sifted through old emails on the self-helpless account, email account, hoping I would be able to find that person because I really want to send them an email and thank them because we've brought it up so many times on the show. So if you are tuning in, or if you know the person who submitted that, that hot tip, please have them write into us because we want to give them a special shout out. That simple little tip, um, truly changed everything for me, uh, with how I plan my days. I love having, being able to erase something and move it to a different day. Um, it's just, it's a game changer. So if you've not shifted from pen to pencil yet, highly recommend. Okay. Why is it important to spend time on creating a schedule in the first place? So I can speak from my perspective, um, getting intentional with my schedule. And of course that's, it's a lot deeper than just like a cute planner and, you know, all that kind of stuff, but it's truly a way for me to really like live out my values and, and my, and have my schedule reflect those values. 
Um, once I became really mindful about how I spend my time and what I spend it on and what I don't spend it on and how I leverage that time, um, it's just changed everything for me. I started making more money in my business, my stress reduced, like my health improved. I feel like my relationships really thrive. Just all of that because it just created a lot of spaciousness for me to, um, yeah, be more intentional with like the things that I was doing. And like all of it can really start from, and this is how I started, is just kind of doing an audit of what's currently on your plate. Um, all the tasks and activities and commitments and all of that, and getting really honest with what you want to keep saying yes to and what you want to start saying no to and giving your this is a really important piece of it, giving yourself a practical action step, little baby step of what you could do to ease out of something, um, or to kind of like ramp something up. You know, for example, there was a point in time um, many years ago now that I really hit like the worst bout of burnout in my whole life. I really hit a wall. I was doing way too fucking much. I had a corporate day job in entertainment. I was doing stand up on nights and weekends and traveling for that. I was going to auditions. I had a product-based business that I was starting. I had this, this podcast that myself, Kelsey and Taylor started. Um, I was submitting writing packets for, you know, late night TV writer spots. Like there was just, oh, I was writing my uh, second feature film. There was just so much shit. Um, and I completely hit a wall and this was my very first step that I did. I wrote down everything that was currently on my plate. And then I got very clear on what I wanted my ideal day to look like. And I realized that all I truly wanted was to be able to work from home and, and create my own schedule and do something that I enjoyed that I felt was creative. That's really all I wanted. And when I got honest about what was on my list, um, the majority, like six out of eight of the things on my list were not leading me there. Um, those six other things, like it was leading me down this path of not being able to create my own schedule. Like every, you know, everybody else would be dictating my schedule and not being able to like work from the comfort of my home and not having the flexibility and kind of agency that I really wanted. So the only two things that were really leading me towards that ideal lifestyle that I saw for myself uh, was my product-based business at the time, because I could run that from my home and um, this podcast. So I slowly eased out of everything else and just kept uh, this the podcast on my plate and my business. And I was able to leave my day job within about nine months um, because I, all that energy I was pouring into eight different things, I was now able to pour into um, a couple things very strategically and very intentionally. And that's when everything started to change. Um, so if it's helpful to give you some little baby steps that I took, you know, when I realized that I didn't want to do stand up as much anymore, um, my next step was, okay, I'm only going to say yes to shows that are within 30 minutes of my home that pay me, you know, X amount or whatever. Um, that's how I started saying no to anything else that didn't kind of fit that description. Um, I didn't want to like write this other feature film that I was kind of asked if I wanted to do. So I just, you know, I sent an email and said, Hey, I'm actually going to pass on this opportunity. Thank you so much. Um, those types of things, but it was just that little baby step of send that email or say no to that text or whatever. Um, and it was a process of about, you know, several months but it really was life-changing. So if that's where you're at, I really recommend an audit of some kind and really coming up with a doable next step for you. Um, and then on the other hand, the steps of like really wanting to focus on my business, it was, you know, um, okay, like get your website live and those types of things, things that I, that were going to be um, kind of solidifying that this was really something I was going to be doing and, um, kind of, you know, putting, putting my all in. So, okay. Next one. Can you tell us what your schedule looks like? Yes. Okay. So I'll give you a 
quick snapshot of my current schedule. And um, yeah, just a reminder, I've had a lot of different schedules as, you know, a performer, a corporate employee, um, you know, gig type lifestyle, running a, a product-based business and all that stuff. So this is my current schedule as, you know, the owner of my business consultancy. So really, I pretty much have a three-day work week at the moment. I work Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are when I see my clients for our sessions. Thursdays, I kind of dedicate to meeting new people. And that might be meeting with a, a potential new client, or um, I'm, on, I'm guesting on somebody's podcast, um, or I'm doing my own podcast and I have a guest on mine, that kind of thing. So Thursdays is kind of like, meeting new people and podcasting days. Um, Monday is very much an optional work day for myself and my team. Basically, we might do a, a check-in, you know, call or meeting um, and talk about what's coming up this week, or we just do a little check-in voice message with each other, or we move it to a different day if we just want to take that day off. Um, and then Friday is, is also an optional work day. Um, I could do, you know, I can tackle some to do's on that day, but I've also really dedicated this as my, or, um, yeah, this is basically my self-care day. This is when I have my dentist appointments or, you know, go get a massage or whatever that might be. So batching, I don't really like to batch my work in the sense of, I don't like to sit down and like record five podcasts in one sitting, but batching my days is what I really love. Um, dedicating a day to a specific task or something has been so helpful because it has freed up so much, uh, time and like mental energy. Um, you know, if I, like I recently just got a new dentist. And so I know for, for my ideal schedule that I'm going to ask for appointments on, you know, Fridays. So when they ask like, Hey, what's uh, when do you want to come in next? And like, Hey, anything on a Friday is what I will do. Like, I don't have to even think about it. Cause I know Fridays is my designated, like personal care appointment days. Um, if some, if, you know, somebody's scheduling something, my team is scheduling something for me on my calendar. If there's a new person who's interested in working with me, they know that Thursdays is like my dedicated day for that. So there's no question about like when I'm available they book them on a Thursday. Um, this has been super helpful because it avoids so much like back and forth, unnecessary, unnecessary, like scheduling of things like that. So I've intentionally kind of built my weeks to allow myself to have a long weekend if I want to. Of course, there's, there's many weeks that I do work Monday through Friday, um, but I really like having the option of not doing that if I, if I don't want to. It's really great for, you know, weekend trips with Cam or just, you know, taking it easy. Um, and I can kind of like ease into my week and ease out of my week that way. Um, another thing that I have done very intentionally too, is the last two weeks of every month, I do not have any client appointments of any kind and really, um, mostly don't have appointments in general if, if we can help it. Um, so those last two weeks of every month, although I'm still in connection with, I'm still talking with my clients, uh, through something called Voxer. It's like a, it's a messaging app. So I still have office hours because I'm serving my clients, but there's nothing that I have to be at my computer for at a certain time to do like a zoom session or, or whatever it might be. So this has been really great for vacations. A lot of holidays and stuff line up with the last couple of weeks of the month, um, it's also a really great time for myself and my team just to do projects that, that we want to do in the business. Maybe we're creating like a video for something. Maybe, um, you know, I'm prepping for a, an opportunity coming up. So it allows us to kind of um, separate our months into like client facing weeks and internal weeks. And it's been so great. I've just really loved that. And it gives us a lot of breathing room. Um, if you are a recovering workaholic, like I am, I truly have to schedule my vacation time and take it just as seriously as me scheduling work time. And that's what I've done. I've just kind of automated this. So I don't have to think about it. And my vacations are built in because I've realized that I can't always trust myself to take vacations, 
um, you know, as time passes or, you know, as I'm going about my days and weeks, but if it's built in for me, I really have no excuse because it's, you know, it's in the calendar. Like there's nothing that I have to do that day. And I also really tried to do this in my day job a little bit too. I would, I noticed that, you know, Fridays were usually slower, um, at my corporation. So I would try to make Fridays more of my uh, self-care appointments and stuff like that then as well. So I know that although I'm speaking from um, somebody who is a, a business owner, um, I think there's still ways that you can try to kind of batch your days with, you know, personal appointments or even just like seeing friends and stuff. Like if you find that um, going out with a friend after a full day of work really just exhausts you and really fucks up your next work day or whatever, then you might say, you know what, like weeknights are for my self-care and it, I will only make very specific exceptions to go out after work. Um, but weekends are when I'm going to see my friends and, and weekdays are when I'm, I'm really just going to take it easy at home and, and do some nice things for myself. So I think there's still ways that you can you can implement that even if it's not creating your, your own schedule to a T. Okay. So how do you step away from your business and take a real vacation? So, you know, like I mentioned, it's already built in for me those last two weeks of every month. Um, and as far as like, if I'm really stepping away for a couple weeks or a week or whatever that looks like, I might need to, from, um, I might need to like reschedule my office hours. My office hours are Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays currently for my clients. So I might say, Hey, um, I'm going to be out of town or I'm going to be out this time. So I'm going to be making up my office hours and I'm going to be available on this Monday and Friday and all that stuff when I come back. So I will always make sure that my clients still get the same amount of time with me and, um, same amount of support, even if I'm going to be out, you know, for a week or something thing. Um, my team is also trained uh, on taking care of daily tasks and, and stuff like that. So they can respond on my behalf. Um, we can set up an automated email, letting people know that we're, you know, we're out of the office for a certain amount of time. But for me, it's just about communicating and setting things up to run as efficiently as possible without me there. Um, and really it's just making sure that, um, everybody's taken care of so I can step away. If I know everybody's taken care of, then, um, it's, it's a lot easier for me to step away. Um, how did you determine what your ideal schedule or work hours even were? Okay. So number one, like I mentioned, as a recovering workaholic, I know time off is important and I really can't trust myself to take time off just organically had to pencil it in basically very type A of me. And I know that I just, I naturally take better care of myself if I have a lot of downtime in between different activities. So I really try not to like stack appointments too close together and things like that. I used to do that a lot. And I, I, I give myself, um, ample space in between. So that's kind of a rule I have as well, but really I leverage the hours that I feel most energized and alert for my business and for my clients. So I want my clients to have the best version of me, like the most creative, um, productive, alert, on fire version of myself. And that's how I got my ideal work hours, which for me are like 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's when I feel my best. Um, I've had a, plenty of time for like some kind of morning routine and I'm really, really focused on, on my client and what they need. Um, and I've noticed that during that time, I can just, I can do things with a lot more ease um, when it comes to the tasks that take a lot of brain power. So that's how I got my ideal work hours actually. And that's why when I meet, um, those are my appointments with my clients. I, I let them know that between 10 and one basically is when I meet with my clients and the majority of them can make that work. And, um, you know, if they cannot make that work, then I'm making an exception, but majority of the time that's when I have all my client sessions. So I'm, I'm able to really leverage that to, help them and, you know, with their business. Um, and then I also, as far as determining work hours and schedule, um, I really had to just ask myself, you know, how many clients do I want to be supporting at a given time and what kind of support do I want to offer them and how much money do I want to make? And like getting those kind of 
more tangible, more exact numbers allowed me to reverse engineer what I needed to do. Um, okay. I want to take on X amount of clients and I want to make X amount of money and I want to spend, this is how many hours I want to work per week. What does that look like? And what kind of service am I providing, um, that matches that value? And that's, that's how I reverse engineered how many clients I even take on. And, um, you know, this is not perfect, but my work weeks are, you know, majority of time, anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a week. Of course, there's going to be weeks that I work full time or even like more part-time 25 hours. But, um, for the majority of the time, I am really able to just show up and do what needs to be done. And it's really, you know, that's, that's what I intentionally built for myself. I wanted a big goal of mine was to work less than part-time hours. And that's where I'm at currently, but it took a, took a while to get here. How do you find time for the things that you enjoy most when you have a packed schedule? So what's always, you know, what really helps me is just, I'm constantly prioritizing. And I, I did a lot of that in the beginning when I was making these shifts, but I still have to prioritize anything, anytime something new kind of pops up in my life. So, you know, I, I often ask myself, um, you know, what actually moves myself or my business forward, you know, what tasks or actions lead to, you know, maintaining or improving my health or happiness or my profitability in my business and what actions really don't lead to those things. Um, you know, like I used to spend time finding like the perfect color for my Instagram highlight covers, you know, like I would spend a lot of time on those like teeny tiny details, which is fine and can be a lot of fun. But when I was actually able to get honest with myself, I realized, oh, I, I actually like my deep desire is I just want to delete my Instagram. I don't, I don't want to be doing this little task, but I just don't want to be on here at all. So getting honest about what you're actually wanting your days to be like and implementing what's necessary to get you there. So once you remove what you really, um, once you remove things that you really do not want to be doing, all that's left is plugging the things that you really want in your day, um, and scheduling those when you have those pockets of time. So a big part of this, not only with prioritizing, but is freeing up time and doing that in a way that makes sense for where you're at. So I free up time in a lot of different ways, both in my personal life and my business. I simplify, I remove things completely. I automate stuff. I delegate, I outsource, I've bartered in the past. Like I just do that as much as possible. And for me, anything that can be set up once or done one time, um, and then it can be like taken care of and good to go is like, oh, it just feels so good. Like if I can set up um, a subscription to deliver a, a, like us dog food once a month and I don't ever have to think about it again, like, oh, it's just, it's delicious, right? Like, yeah. so anything that I can do one time and benefit from it for a long time, I spend time on that stuff because that is so worth it to me. It's almost like, um, let's say that you, you got a raise at work or if you run your business, you gave yourself a raise. That raise is now additional, like you've increased your monthly recurring revenue. I see it as when I take a little time to set up a system or automate something, I now have increased monthly time, recurring time that I didn't have before, because now I don't have to worry about this anymore. I don't have to think about this day to day or, you know, talk about my, uh, talk about it with my partner or, you know, go back and forth with my team about something. We've set it up one time. It's good to go. Um, so I spend a lot of time doing that in order to get time back. And Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. And I think it's important to note that there's so many studies that have shown that the people who um, they have 
uh, high levels of happiness and contentment in their days, there's a direct correlation with how they spend their money and they spend their money on getting their time back, whether it's paying for services or whatever it might be. And I know that not everybody is in a position to spend money on all kinds of services, but I do think it's important that we know that when we have spaciousness in our lives, it, it can really bring a lot of joy. Um, and whether you're spending money to do that, or you are bartering or simplifying something, um, I think it's really worth looking at that. And if there's a task that you can make easier for yourself, um, or get off your plate completely, how can you do that? You know, I didn't always have the budget to outsource as much as I do now. And so, um, you know, I kind of worked my way up. I started off with like, okay, what would it be like to buy a meal delivery service? Like just get one delivery and see how that feels. Or what, what would it be like if I could get, um, uh, like a laundry service a few times a year or whatever. And then I was slowly able to build up more frequency as my revenue increased. And a big reason why I was able to make more money is because I was freeing up my time in those little baby steps. And then I was able to do more and more of that. So, you know, it, it there's so much room between, um, having there's, yeah, there's like so many options between having no support with outsourcing and having like all the support. There's a lot of middle ground and, and what could you do for yourself in, in that way? Um, but even before I even was comfortable spending money on stuff like that, I would just think about, okay, uh, how could I, how could I make things easier for myself in the kitchen? I hate cooking. I hate grocery shopping. I hate all that shit, right? I just don't like it. It is, it is the worst chore. And so I, you know, not having a uh, money at that time, I just said, okay, I'm just going to buy a lot of frozen food, a lot of frozen vegetables, frozen, whatever. And that way I don't have to grocery shop as much because I got frozen food that stays good for longer. And I can just heat the shit up. I don't have to spend hours cooking and meal prepping, prepping and all that crap. So I'm going to be spending money on groceries anyway. How could I do it in a way that gives me a little bit more time back? Um, in the kitchen. So what do you have available to you? What can you work with, whether it's um, resources or, or connections with other people or whatever um, support from other people and yeah, get your time back. That's such, that's such a big one. I, it's been really life-changing for me to get as much time back as I possibly can. How do you determine what's important to spend time on? Um, so for me, like I mentioned, everything revolves around my like biggest value and my, my, if I had to pick a number one main value for myself, it is freedom and what that freedom can bring, like freedom of time, freedom of energy or money, whatever, whatever gives me the ability and flexibility to spend my day, how I want to spend my day. That is what I protect at all costs. Um, I used to ask myself a lot of questions when considering how to build my schedule because I was trying to build new habits around mindfulness and, and things like that. So I don't really have to ask myself those questions anymore. Um, a lot of things have just become, yeah, they become habit. They've become my default, but if it's helpful, um, questions that you might be able to ask yourself uh, are like, does this energize me? Does this bring me joy? Is it fun for me? Does this support my health? Um, does this allow me to spend more time with my loved ones? Um, you know, is this, is this a profitable activity for my business? Does this align with the mission of my business or does it, you know, take me away from that, that mission? So basically what is your biggest value or what are your biggest values or priorities that might be spending as much time, um, on your health as possible, or, you know, spending time with your family and friends or earning a lot of money, like whatever that value is, um, you know, volunteering a lot and, that's how you can kind of, um, start to discern what stays on the schedule and what, what needs to go. But I know that this 
this like freedom value of mine, um, because I've prioritized that over, you know, pretty much everything else. I've been able to see my friends and family so much more. I, I love being able to spend money freely on um, donations or tips or gifts or whatever it might be spending on myself, spending on my loved ones. I love being able to just get up and go on a two hour walk if I want to. So I like to protect that freedom at all costs. And if something kind of new is coming into my life, I really have to ask myself, is this going to increase my freedom or maintain it? Or is this potentially going to take some of that freedom away? And if it's going to take it away, then, um, I really have to be mindful about if that's worth it to me at that time, um, or not, you know, if there's like a new opportunity that presents itself, is this going to take up a lot more of my time for not that much more money? Or is it going to take up a, a, a lot of my time right now, but then it's going to free up a lot of time down the road. Like you have to kind of just evaluate those things. Um, and I, I didn't do that all the time. Like old me would have just, I just said yes to everything. I didn't think about, um, whether it was, you know, aligned with my values or not. I just, yeah, sure. Let's do it. I was, I was a yes lady. And I think that was great for a period of time. But if you are in the habit of that, there's a point in time where, it stops being so great because you have, you have realized what you like doing, what you don't like doing, but you might still be in the habit of saying yes to everything. And now you have to start getting the habit of now you have to start getting into the habit of saying no to most things. So you can really focus on the things that you care most about. So once you've determined what things are staying on your schedule, let's say that you've done the, this kind of process, everything that is kind of on your plate definitely aligns with your values. Now, how do you, how do you like practically implement that into your schedule while still like prioritizing um, your, your time and, and your energy and stuff like that? So some questions that you can ask yourself based on the tasks that you do want to continue doing is like, can this be simplified? Is there a way to make this even easier for myself? Or can this be delegated to somebody else? Like, um, you know, a, a partner or family member or whatever that might be. Can this be automated? Can I have a system for this? And I set it up one time and I don't have to worry about it again. Uh, can this be outsourced? Like those types of things. Um, and then if you are consider, and it could even be asking, can this re be removed completely? Can part of this process just completely disappear? And I don't actually need to be doing that thing. So here's an example of how somebody might use these questions or this series of questions to like free up their time regarding a, a task in their life for just for example's sake, I'm just going to say like, um, our example person, you're, you're a business owner and you are considering, um, how you want to move forward with like using social media for your business. Right. So number one, you know, you can ask, can this be removed completely? Like, is this something that does align with the values of my business? Do I want to spend time on this? Do I want my team spending time on this? For me, I just realized that I didn't want to be on social media anymore. So I deleted it, but by just deleting social media, it removed so many tasks from my plate. Like that one action step of deleting those apps, I'm no longer spending time on posting or commenting or checking messages or thinking about what to post or editing videos or editing photos or whatever it is. Um, tweaking the freaking highlight bubbles on uh, on the cover art, that kind of shit. So that one action step actually removed like 10 to 15 smaller action steps and gave me back a lot of time that I could spend on things that I really enjoyed a lot more. Um, okay, next question. Can this be simplified? So, you know, if you're a business owner thinking about social media stuff, how could you simplify it if you really want to free up more of your time around this task? This might be, you know, you've been posting every day, but you really want to just post once a week and you start utilizing your data to help you decide what you want to post. So you kind of look at, um, you look at your past posts and, and look to see what made the most impact, you know, what received the most engagement, what actually led to 
um, a sale or or a potential client reaching out, what led to an inquiry. And you take the, the, the posts that have been the most impactful and you repurpose that, or you use that kind of as a template for going forward. And now that you know uh, what works, you sign in once a week, you do that really impactful post, and then you go about your the rest of the week. So could something be simplified in order to get your time back, even if it's not something that like you're removing completely, you don't want to remove this thing completely. You just want to change your relationship with it a little bit. Um, can, can this social media thing be bartered with anybody? So maybe a friend of yours wants some experience managing a social media account. So you let them take over your account for a bit and in exchange, maybe you're, um, a website designer and you design a new website for them. So they're going to give you, you know, three months of social media management and exchange, you're going to build them a new website over the next three months. So can this, can you trade with somebody? Um, and does that free up your time in this case, you know, you might be, um, you're, you're basically swapping out something that maybe you don't enjoy as much for something that you do. So you're, you're removing the social media stuff from your plate and giving that to somebody who really likes doing that. And you get to work on somebody's website, which is like your favorite thing because you've built a business around it. Yay. Um, okay. Can social media be delegated? Can you train a team member um, of some kind? Your, you know, your assistant, your operations person on how to manage your social media accounts and how to write posts in your voice and stuff like that, and really just, you know, keep this within your business, but just delegate it to somebody else and train them on how to do it effectively in the way that you want. Or can this be automated? Can you automate your social media stuff? Um, tools like the plan and later those platforms can, um, you can set up your posts ahead of time, schedule them, you know, schedule a time that they're going to be shared on social media and, you know, let, let them go. So that way you're signing in to one of these apps once a month or once a week or once every couple months, whatever you want to do. All you got to do is think about doing this kind of one time in a batch and now you're covered um, for you know several weeks or months, and you know you've automated part of that process. Or can this be outsourced? Maybe you you want to hire a social media manager. You have found it to be really effective and fun for the business, but you don't really want to um, you know do it anymore. And you want somebody else to to come on your team and help you out with that. So that's just one example of how you can look at one task through all of these different lenses with the intention of freeing up your time and energy and, you know, even making more money with, with these decisions as well. What are your favorite scheduling or time management hacks? Okay. So a lot of my favorite hacks are very applicable, whether you work for yourself or you, you know, you work uh, in a day job or whatever it might be. So I'm already mentioned the, the pencil for the planner. Love that one. Um, my, I used to kind of, I've mentioned this before on the show, but, um, my rule of three, I really don't like having more than three things to do on the days that I, that I have, that I have work. So my team knows this rule. I try to stick to this. And although it's not perfect, we get, we, you know, we're, we're pretty on it most of the time. So for example, if I have two client sessions and a podcast recording in a day, I don't want to do anything else. I don't want any more appointments scheduled. I'm done. And my goal actually for going forward in one of my new year's resolutions for 2023 is actually to change this rule to a rule of two for myself, where I don't have more than two things like that on my work day and everything else would just kind of be extra. So if there's like a certain number that you want to stick to for yourself based on how much energy you have for those things. Um, and if you're running your own business, if you need to tell this to your team, like I don't ever want to have more than two, three, four, five things on my calendar in a day, um, that can be a great way for everybody to like keep things contained and to, you know, just kind of spread things out throughout your week. So you don't have like one crazy jam packed day and then everything else is kind of lighter. You can just kind of, uh, spread it out like butter. All right. I also like to draw a line down the middle of my planner. Um, so on the left-hand side, I will draw a straight line down my planner. Uh, like if I'm looking at my week, the left hand, the left-hand side of my planner 
those are appointments that I actually must show up for. Those are things that actually have a real deadline or appointment time. And those are the things that I a hundred percent am going to do that day. That's on the left side. On the right side are all the little tiny kind of like micro tasks that it would be nice to do that day, but I don't have to like that is there's a lot of wiggle room with those. So that's how I have, um, that's how I've kind of organized my calendar. And what's great is that right-hand column of all the little like random things. So for example, my left, my left-hand side might, might say something like, you know, I have a 10 AM client session and I have an 1130 client session. And then I have a 1 PM podcast recording or something like that. And then on the right-hand side, it might say something like, um, you know, send so-and-so that email or, um, even something around my house, right? Like, um, you know, paint that painting that you, whatever, right. That kind of stuff. I will often just move those things to other days, just erase them and move them to a different day. If I feel like, um, you know, my day is kind of moving forward and I know I'm not going to have the energy to do those things on the right-hand side, I will erase them as soon as possible and put them on different days because I have found that, um, looking at my calendar, I don't want to feel behind. Um, so getting those off of my schedule, as soon as I know that I'm not going to be able to complete them, I will do that for myself. So that way I'm just only looking at those three things that I'm, I'm supposed to do that day. And, um, I can, you know, the other things have been moved for me to worry about or think about later. So I love splitting my calendar up like that. That has been so helpful for me and moving things around as soon as I know that they need to be moved. I also love standing appointments. Um, I hate the back and forth scheduling with people about things. I do not like the whole back and forth of when are you available? Well, when are you, or here's, does this work? Does this, I was like, okay. Um, how are Mondays at 1 PM indefinitely for this meeting? How, you know, all of my clients have, have standing appointments. So we work that out on call number one. It's like, this is the standing appointment options. How do you like those? And then they know what their calls are for the entire, um, duration of our work together. I know when they are. And of course, if there's a scheduling conflict, we can absolutely reschedule, but it just takes that back and forth scheduling energy off of your plate. And I, yeah, that is really important to me. I just think it's such a waste of time. If something could have a standing appointment and it doesn't, I don't want to have the same like conversation over and over every week. Um, so like, you know, my meeting with my team is always at this, like the same general time and day every week. If we have to move it, we can. Um, but we don't have to like, you know, we don't have to talk every week. Like, all right, so when do you want to do the meeting this week? Okay. And then do that. All right. When should we have it this week? No, get that out of here. I hate that shit. So standing appointments, that's a big one for me. I use, um, alarms quite frequently. So I do this more like if I want to kind of time block something for myself or just like pull myself out of my own shit. Honestly, if you struggle with perfectionism or time blindness or anything like that, or you just need some help creating a sense of urgency or just like something that feels a little bit jarring to like wake you up a little bit out of something. I, I do that all the time. I will set an alarm based on how much time I want to spend on something. If I want to spend five minutes on writing and sending an email, I'll set that alarm for five minutes and I will, I will get, I will get going because I know for myself that I, as a perfectionist, um, I, I might try to push that into making it a 10, 15, 20 minute task and rereading it 5 million times before sending it. So by setting a five minute timer, um, I'm telling myself, all right, you got to get this done in under five minutes. And then when the alarm goes off, you, you either better be done, or I'm going to give you like a 30 second kind of wrap up situation. So that's how I like to set alarms to like pull myself out of those things. Like I mentioned, batching days is great. Having a, you know, a personal care appointment day or a client day, or, you know, a, a day that you see your friends or family, um, that stuff is super helpful for me because every task, um, requires a different kind of energy. Like the, the type of energy that I need 
to show up for my clients and have, um, sessions with them and things like that. It's a very different energy that I need for, um, you know, going to the dentist or like cleaning my house or something. So I just like to batch that. And I think that helps me manage my energy a lot as well. Um, I also think it's helpful to remember if you are an entrepreneur or business owner, or you have a creative project that you're in charge of anything like that, is that like, you're allowed to restructure it as needed. Like for example, when I launched my, um, my podcast, the minimalist business podcast, I started off with making it, I think it was a weekly podcast in the beginning. And then I just realized like, it just, it doesn't feel right for me for this to be weekly. It feels like an unnecessary amount of work. Um, I want to be able to take more time with each episode. I don't want to be rushed with getting episodes out and not being able to like be mindful about the content. And so then we went down to like a bi-weekly episode with that podcast. And now it's a monthly podcast. So I think just reminding yourself that you are in charge of whatever that thing is and you can change it. And I think we can get really stuck with how other people are doing things. Or for me, even like the industry standard way of doing things. Sometimes the industry standard just doesn't fucking work for me and I don't want to do it. So, um, just checking in with yourself of like, do I need to like break a rule uh, of some kind that I think isn't allowed to be broken? Do it in a way that makes sense for me and what I like in my life and all that. Also, um, having visual reminders or like little triggers of some kind that, um, trick you into taking better care of yourself. That's how I like to put it. These are like mindset hacks that help me follow through easier. So, um, putting my yoga mat next to my bed. So when I wake up in the morning and I roll over on my mat, I'm already in downward dog. There's like no excuse for me not to exercise at that moment because it's just part of my waking up routine where if I have like my yoga mat rolled up on like a shelf somewhere for some reason for my brain, it makes it feel like a whole separate task that is going to take a lot more time to do, or I need it. I need like a perfect chunk of time in my day for me to follow through with it. But if it's just spread out on the floor, I'm, I'm not, I don't have time to think about pulling the mat off of my shelf or what I should exercise or anything like that. So for you, this might be like leaving your crock pot out on your um, kitchen counter or something to, to remind you like, Oh, let me just throw some food in here before I go to work or something. Um, and you know, pulling it out of your cupboard. So it's more visible to you and it, it feels more accessible, but just anything that makes you makes following through, um, to take care of yourself a lot more fun and a lot more simple. I also like pairing, um, different tasks together or pairing a new habit, like with an old habit, So like, for example, we have to, uh, sometimes we have to listen to these podcast episodes and send in editing notes and stuff like that. So I will, um, I'll put my ear pods in, are they called ear pods, earbuds? I don't fucking know. Whatever. The ones that are cordless, I'll put those in. They're really my husband's. That's why I don't know much about them. I will put those in and I will, uh, listen to the, the podcast episode that I'm supposed to kind of give some timestamp editing notes for, but I will be doing that while I'm doing the dishes or cleaning things up or putting clothes away. I'm tidying my house while I'm doing that. And for me, it makes both things feel more fun. And I feel like I'm, I'm being more, um, productive in a way that makes me feel like I'm, I'm not like wasting my time in a way, because yes, I could just sit in a chair and listen to the podcast and, and write down my notes, but that to me sounds horrible and unnecessary. And I could just tidy my house without any like background noise or anything, but that also sounds terrible. So by pairing them together, um, I'm doing two things at once, but I'm, I'm making both things feel great. Um, and yeah, after, after, you know, an hour I've done some work and I've also tidied my home. It feels like really nice for me. So you know, how can you pair different tasks for yourself in a way that feels a lot more fun? And then also like pairing a new habit with an old one. Um, 
This is so funny, but my, my stepmom recently told me that every time she goes to the bathroom and sits on the toilet, she kind of goes through her like gratitude list. She always, she thinks about what she's grateful for because that's how she got into the habit of practicing gratitude several times a day because she knows she's going to the bathroom several times a day. So I thought that was fucking brilliant. And I have stolen this for myself. Um, and it's like, you don't have to think about it. You're already doing that thing. And now pairing it with something new, and you can even have like a little reminder for yourself on like the back of your bathroom door that says like, you know, gratitude or something. And then you remind yourself, okay, yeah, well, this is a great time for me to think about what I'm grateful for. I love that. I think that's so freaking great. And then, um, you know, like my dad wants to incorporate like more exercise into his life. He does leg, is it leg calf raises? He does calf raises while he brushes his teeth. So that way it's like, okay, he's exercising and he doesn't have to like schedule a different time for himself to exercise. He's doing that with uh, an activity that he already does, you know, twice a day. So yes, um, I like doing those things as well, where I'm just kind of tacking on uh, a new habit to an old one. One that I've been trying to do more recently is, um, I want to like start taking myself on like solo walks again. I love, I really loved doing that. It, it's just like, it's my favorite kind of exercise. It's a great time to just like decompress. But since having two little dogs, um, my walks are now about like taking them on a walk and, you know, making sure they go to the bathroom and stuff like that. And they, and I kind of like got away from doing it just for myself. So now I tack it on where the first part of the walk is me taking my dogs and making sure they're good and they get their exercise and all that stuff. And then I drop them off at home and then I continue a little solo walk for myself too. So that's how I've like, you know, I've paired this new habit I want to incorporate again onto something that I already am doing daily. When it comes to automating, um, like contribution and giving back to like different causes that you care about, I know like as a business owner, um, I, we, you know, we're donating monthly to different things and I get very overwhelmed when I think about all the, all the causes and all the organizations that I want to donate to it, it gets really overwhelming. And so I used to do this like kind of manually where I would think, okay, this month I'm going to, I'm going to donate to this, this, um, charity or this year, I, you know, picking a different charity every year or whatever that is. Um, but instead what I do is I just set up a monthly donation and for many charities and then I don't have to think about it again. And for me, that's a way that I've, I've been able to kind of like take that mental load off of myself, but still have something to where I am contributing consistently, but my, my time doesn't have to be connected to it all the time. Um, I know that if, if you get overwhelmed with like where to start or what kind of impact you want to make or anything, um, this is something that has been super helpful for me. And I like having a donation go out, um, every day of the month. And here's the thing. I started off really low, like five bucks, 10 bucks a month, whatever it is. And able to increase that the more money that I made. But what's nice is, especially if you're a business owner and you, um, I don't know. You just, sometimes you, you have those, you have those shitty days where you feel like, what the fuck am I doing all this for? Right. Um, I like getting a little notification almost every single day from an organization that I donated to for that month. So, you know, I have some monthly go out every month on the first and the second and the third and so on. And it's just this nice little reminder of like, Hey, um, even if you're having a tough day in the business, just remind yourself that you're doing this, um, for you, but also a lot of people benefit from you running your own business and continuing to scale it and, and all of that stuff. So that's been really helpful. Um, as yeah, over the years of having my own business and wanting to make sure that my business was contributing to things, but it was really hard for me for whatever reason to just like do it manually. So I know it's not like the sexiest way to give back, but it basically gives me the structure of 
giving back without having to think about it. Uh, Maybe that sounds really shitty or whatever, but that's just the truth. Okay. What do you outsource? I'll share what I outsource in both my personal life and my professional life. And again, I started off really small and I kind of built up to things, but okay. So I'll start off with like the personal stuff. I currently outsource, uh, I have a meal delivery service that delivers like pre-made vegan meals to my home. And I mean, I fucking love it. I don't have to cook. I don't have to grocery shop. I can just heat it up in the oven or microwave and have a, a great meal. Boom. And I would say that, um, that's one of the first things I outsourced when I really looked at all the tasks that were so draining for me and the things that I enjoyed doing cooking was always like the number one thing that I absolutely fucking hated. And so it was, it became a priority that that was one of the first things I wanted to get off of my plate. So that's the first thing I actually started outsourcing consistently. Um, when I started making these changes, we also have a laundry service that, um, they gave us these reusable bags. So we, every few weeks, we put our laundry in these bags. We put our laundry outside of our front door. They pick it up and then they deliver it uh, the very next day. It's been washed and dried and folded. And we just got to put it away in our closets and drawers. So we have that. We also have a wonderful um, house cleaner and she comes every other or yeah, twice a month, every other week. And the things that I kind of outsource for self-care, I have a massage therapist that I see once a week. Uh, I get my hair done and my nails done and my eyebrows done. And if you've been tuning to this podcast for a while, you know that, I don't know, for about four plus years, I cut my own hair all the time. I cut it. I would, you know, try attempt to dye it different, you know, with what do they call streaks, highlights, whatever the fuck they're called. I would try to do that by myself, you know. Sometimes it worked out pretty well, sometimes not so much, but, um, even incorporating, like getting my hair done has something has been something that I have worked up to. It wasn't like natural. A lot of this stuff was not natural or organic for me to take care of myself in these ways. And I actually, yeah, you know, a lot of it was even sometimes uncomfortable, like, admitting that I didn't like to do something or admitting that I wanted help or needed help and not feeling guilty about that. Um, so yeah, that's what I do in my personal life. Those are, those are the, the constant things. Um, how I outsource in my business, I have an operations manager. Um, so I have, you know, a a great team of people that help me, um, operations manager, I have a financial advisor, I have a bookkeeping service that handles both my personal and professional, you know, expenses and, and gives me like reports on that, uh, a CPA, um, I have a payroll platform. Um, and then I also just hire contractors for different projects or trainings that, you know, myself or my team need. And that, that could look really different, um, you know, every month, every year, whatever that looks like. So hiring different people as needed. And then the current tools that I use and, and pay for Zoom, I don't know, Google Storage, uh, Wix for my website, you know, whatever that that um, subscription costs, Flowdesk I use for like my email marketing. Uh, we use Hello Audio for my private business podcast, HoneyBook for our client management software. I'm probably forgetting a lot of different things, but that those are the the main things that I use in my business. And um, yeah, like a big portion of where I spend my money, both in my business and in my personal life is about getting my time back, uh, freeing up my time, freeing up my time so I can do the things that I really like both personally and professionally. And it's led to, yeah, better health, more money, better relationships, all of that stuff. So that's where a lot gladly where a lot of, uh, my money does go. And I really, I wouldn't change it. How do you prevent your schedule from filling up with shit? (laughs) Um, so when you land on what you would like your ideal schedule to be for yourself at this point in time, and you start implementing it, then it just becomes about protecting that and evaluating whatever new shit is coming through the door, you know? So for example, 
let's say that you've, you've crafted your schedule, you've been doing it, it's really working well. And then you get asked by like three different people, um, if you could take them to the airport that week. Right. And you know that you can't fit all of them into your schedule because that would, that would, um, encroach on some, you know, maybe personal care time or whatever you have in there. And you have to determine, okay, who do I want to say yes to? Who do I want to say no to? Do I want to say yes to any of that? Um, uh, do I really want to, to, you know, have that carved out of my, like my me time, like <laughs> those types of things. So those are the types of like evaluations that you're going to have to make once something outside of your ideal schedule, like pops up and, um, trying to just like be really present with, yeah, do, is this something that I want to say yes to, or something that I want to say no to, and like remind yourself about, um, what saying yes means and what saying no means to whatever that thing is. And it's really important to just like reevaluate your schedule as things change, you know, like my schedule looks nothing like, uh, what it used to look like, you know, even a year ago, two years, five years. So, um, not being so like strict with it, let, let, like, like letting things, um, evolve, you know, as, as you want, or maybe you have like an annual check-in with yourself or quarterly or, um, you know, whatever you need, but yeah, anytime like something new is coming up, you know, like if you decide you want to join a parks and rec softball team that plays every Wednesday, you might want to lighten your load a bit on Wednesdays during the day in other areas of your life or job or whatever. So you don't get, you know, so burnt out that you feel too tired to show up to that, like just that kind of stuff. So, um, you can protect your time and you can protect your energy by protecting your schedule because your schedule is what your kind of past self has already predetermined for your future self are the things that are the most important to you. And, um, yeah, there it's already established, right? It's like, it's, it's already there. So now you just have to follow through and maintain your own boundaries that you already set for yourself. And, um, yeah, I hope this was helpful. I know that this has really been life-changing, just using my schedule as a tool to like reflect my values and, um, it's really just like changed everything, um, in my business. Like, I feel like my, my work is of higher quality and, um, you know, my business has only grown by reclaiming my time. And in my personal life, there's just so much that I can do now that I didn't, I wasn't able to do before when it comes to the amount of time I can spend with like the people I care about most. So anyway, uh, we do have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from Diver Jim, and it just it says just in love with six or seven cookie emojis. I love it. That's so nice. So simple and so impactful. Thank you so much, Diver Jim. We really appreciate it. If you want to leave us a review, that would be awesome. It might get read on the show and it really helps um, other people find the show. And uh yeah, it's all good. And if you are a licensed mental health professional and you would like help uh, scaling your business in a way that feels freaking great to you, would love to have you join me over at the Minimalist Business Podcast. You can find it at my website, delaneyfisher.com. Although it's a private podcast, it's completely free. And uh, all entrepreneurs and business owners are welcome over there. Um, but our services and our content are geared towards the mental health pro. All right, everybody. I think that does it. Have a great rest of the week and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 